Welcome this evening to Presbyterian Church of the Covenants Maundy Thursday services. Um, just a quick reminder that when we depart tonight, we will do so in silence. Will you please rise and join me in our call to worship tonight? <clears throat> Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. On this day, Christ, the Lamb of God, gave himself into the hands of those who would slay him. On this day, Christ gathered into the disciples in the upper room. On this day, Christ took a towel and washed the disciples' feet giving us an example that we should do to others as he has done to us. On this day, Christ our Lord gave us a holy feast, that we who eat this bread and drink this cup may here proclaim his holy sacrifice and be partakers of this resurrection, and at last day may reign with him in heaven. Please pray with me. Holy God, your love was embodied in Jesus Christ, who washed the disciples' feet on the night of his betrayal. Wash us from the stain of sin so that in hours of danger we may not fail, but follow your Son through every trial and praise him always as Lord and Christ, to whom be the glory now and forever. Amen. And let us continue in our worship as we sing, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
You may be seated. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and penitence, let us confess our sin before God and one another together. Eternal God, whose covenant with us is never broken, we confess that we fail to fulfill your will. Though you have bound yourself to us, we have not bound ourselves to you. In Jesus Christ, you serve us freely, but we refuse your love and withhold ourselves from others. We do not love you fully or love one another as you command. In your mercy, forgive and cleanse us. Lead us once again to your table and unite us to Christ, who is the bread of life and the vine from which we grow in grace. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Christ Jesus, you are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives you all your sins strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen.
We have two scripture lessons this Monday, Thursday evening. The first taken from Psalm 116. Let us listen for God's word to us. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And from the Gospel of John, chapter 13. Now before the festival of the Passover... Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. The Word of the Lord. Shall we pray? May the words of my mouth, O God, and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. We pray and worship and now listen through Christ, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Monday, Thursday evening is upon us. The word Monday comes from the Latin commandment and is reminiscent of our Lord's words to his disciples in John 13, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. 
Before we share the Lord's table tonight, I wish to look again with you at Christ's servant posture in this 13th chapter of John's Gospel. John's Gospel alone tells the true servant story, this drama of Jesus taking up the towel and washing His disciples' feet. In fact, John does not write about the Lord's Supper as do the rest of the Gospels. Some have thought that this foot washing was John's sacrament, the sacrament describing our Lord's death. I mentioned that the washing of the disciples' feet by Jesus was a drama, and it is in two ways. First, the foot washing was a dramatic commentary on our Lord's death, on Jesus' death. And secondly, the foot washing is to be a drama of what Christ's followers are to do and be. The setting was just before the Passover feast. Our Lord had gathered with the twelve for final instructions and prayers. The evening meal was being served. Judas Iscariot was ready for the betrayal. Jesus knew that, but Jesus was also confident that all things, even evil things, were under God's power. So our Lord, understanding the sovereign reign of God and believing that He was returning to God, got up from the meal, took off His outer clothes, a cloak or a garment that would have inhibited menial work, shed those formalities, wrapped a a towel around His waist, poured water into a basin, and one by one began to wash the feet of what must have been astonished and perhaps uneasy disciples afterward dried their feet with a towel. Notice the drama of death here. Jesus takes off the outer clothing, wraps a towel about His waist, and when finished, puts His clothes on and returns to His place. This drama is a reminder of the Good Shepherd in John 10, just three chapters before, when Jesus lays down His life in order to take it up again. See the dying See the rising, taking off, tying about, going down, standing up, putting on. This is John's sacrament, John's sacred depiction of Christ's death and resurrection. And that's why we've come here tonight, to see, to experience, to taste, to wrestle with the death and resurrection of Jesus to wonder, to worship the Christ who lays aside outer garments, ties the towel about His waist, stoops down to wash our feet. See that serving teacher tonight. And only after we see the serving teacher, the saving death of Jesus, are we able to see the foot washing as a drama about us, about what we are to be, about what we are to do. Isn't Peter so Peter here? Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Not my feet, never. So we too are sometimes proud. Jesus serving and saving me, 
I don't need all of that, thank you. I don't want Jesus to be on his hands and knees in front of me. And you remember our Lord's response to Peter? It's the same response to us. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. In other words, let me do what I came to do. To wash you from sin. To extend to you salvation. Let Jesus do His work in you, in me, in our church, in our presbytery. And then Jesus said to Peter and to us, now that I've washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. How much more clearly could He have put it in verse 15, if I, so your Lord, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's. Two closing thoughts. Notice that the foot washing in John 13 is more than a kindly deed to a neighbor. It's more than a cheery word or a polite smile. It's down on your knees hard work. Foot washing is not just liking someone or having compassion from a distance. It's nothing short of joyful and yet freeing hard work. Freeing us to be last of all. God first, you second, be third. Secondly, notice who's still there at the foot washing. Who? Judas. John mentions Judas twice here in this story. Can you see him? You should have a bag of money. You see, the church is a mixed body too. We may have some in this congregation tonight who are faithful or who are unfaithful or anything in between. Yet Jesus washes the feet of the beloved John all the way to the betraying Judas. So we do not have the luxury of serving those whom we like or serving only believers. We serve all. We serve believers and betrayers and everyone in between. After my brother Tim and I had our conversation this afternoon, a woman came, saw the sign, free prayer, and came in to ask for prayer for a friend's addiction. And it was a heart-rendering moment. And I said, the gospel tailor-makes the good news just for you, Jenny. Just for you. And you need prayers right now for your friends struggling with alcohol and drugs. So friends in Christ, come to this table tonight. We come with our sin and more importantly, we come with Christ's salvation, clothed in His righteousness. Come to this table, seeing the Savior take up that towel, and on hands and knees before Peter, before John, before Judas, before us, taking on a servant posture as should we. So we come. All things are now ready. Come taste 
and see how wonderful our Savior is. Shall we pray? O God, on this holy Monday, Thursday evening, feed our hearts with the bread of life, quench our souls with the cup of salvation, and may we listen to your word for a word of hope and help. For we worship and we pray and we serve in the name of our Lord and teacher, even Jesus Christ. Amen. In preparation for this table of grace, let us remain seated and sing together beneath the cross of Jesus. On this holy Monday, Thursday evening, we are offering communion by intinction. We're going to ask you to come from the back of the church down this center aisle, take a piece of bread from our communion server, 
and dip it into the cup and we will share the words of institution, this is the bread of life. This is the cup of salvation. This then is the joyful feast of the people of God. Men and women, youth and children come from east and west and north and south to gather about Christ's table. This table is for all believers, all who wish to know the presence of Christ in their hearts, all who pray to share in the community of God's people. Will you pray with me? You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, whom you sent to deliver us from the bondage of death and slavery to sin. In humility, he descends from your heights to kneel in obedience to love's commands. He who is boundless takes on the bondage of our sin. He who is free takes our place in death's prison. In the deserts of our wandering, he sustains us, giving us his body as manna for our weariness. The cup of suffering which he drank has become for us the cup of salvation. In his death, he ransomed us from death's dominion. In his resurrection, he opened the way to eternal life. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this wine from the gifts you have given us and celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Jesus Christ. Accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen. As Christ gave his life for ours, help us to live our lives for others with humility and persistent courage. It is in Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his followers, and he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Take, eat, and do so in remembrance. That's what we say here tonight, take Eat and remember. In the same way, Jesus took the cup and he blessed the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant, the new promise in my blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim you preach the Lord's death until he comes. If you are unable to come forward tonight, we will have a rover serving you the bread and the cup. Come and join the Feast of Christ.
us pray the prayer that our Lord has taught His disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Shall we rise and sing the old rugged cross?
I remind you that we are going to be dismissed in silence, and you may greet your fellow worshipers in the galley outside these doors. Let's receive the benediction. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day on this Monday, Thursday evening and forevermore. Amen.